0: DM, the second that Oleg, that Avon says that, (laughs) Tron his antlers come down, and I stand up straight, and I turn
1: to Avon.
2: Clock (laughs) him! We're gonna set it up. Everybody. It's
3: time it. D D. Right. time D time D. time D. Hi
1: everyone. My name is Adam. I'll be your host and your DM Hi, this evening. And exactly, yeah, we'll start <laughs> off just by introducing our sick uh assembly of cast uh and actors. Here we go. I'll start with Dan Summer.
4: Hey, Dead Summer! I play Conroy Kane, learning <laughs> nice. that rig.
1: Nice. Uh, next, but not least, we have Ryan Tunney.
3: Hey, I play Gorin. Officially, still pending. We're gonna stick with yeah. that last oh, name. Oh, oh, yeah, Orc and Paladin. Nice. Probably okay. we're still pending on that. Team. Yeah, that's we, that's a hard maybe. <laughs> <yeah. baby. laughs>
1: and I love him. I think about him every night. Uh, and now we uh-huh. have Jake Joseph. Hey everyone, I'm Jake. I play Sean Dugani, your tiefling druid. And then, uh, Alexander
5: Anderson. Hey, hey everyone. I play Avon Shadowborn, the dark elf of the group Ranger.
1: Nice. Um, we have a lot going on. The episode prior just ended on a major cliffhanger, so we're gonna get right into it after we do our announcements. I'll keep them very brief. One, if you're enjoying the show and you hopped on and you're liking it so far, you might want to consider following us on all of our other socials. We have some, some of us have Twitch streams, some of us have TikToks and Instagrams. And actually, we want to say a quick, we're going to make a special video about this later. But we want to say thank you to everyone who has followed us on Instagram, on TikTok, thank who's given us Thank you so much, yes, the Let's give it, yeah, yeah,
2: be it up for the fans. Let's give it up for
1: them. But, hey, guys, fans, you guys can do better. You guys can go yeah, on our Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: yeah.
2: That does bring us to
1: our second announcement, which is if you love us enough that you want to support us, you want to throw some cash our way, cold, hot cash, then you guys can do so on our Patreon. There's a bunch of different tiers. My favorite tier is the one where you get to vote on actually what happens in the world of the scatter. So you guys can look more into that if you're so interested. And then last but not least, we are currently playing playtest material for, uh, D&D's 6th edition some uh, a news article just got released now that they're maybe canceling the whole
3: update. It's still pending. So It is
1: still hey. pending. So we what? but we're going to say we're, we're, I'm making an announcement right now that whether it's 5E, 5.5, 6th edition or if it's Dungeons and Dragons 2024, we're still going to be here. We're still going to rock and we're still going to roll. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. I forgot to say I forgot to say the opening line. By the way, everyone, last announcement, welcome to Down to the Dice, the live play D&D podcast where everything that happens is up to the players and and down, down to the, dice, to dice, the
2: dice, dice, every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all of our announcements. We've introduced I thought, everybody. I thought
4: that's what we're doing, where everyone says it at the everybody same time. Everybody's supposed to say it at the same time, right? No? All right. No, well,
1: that to the is. I said it. Is that not Let's what we get dice. Sure. Do you know what? As organic as it is, that's how we should keep it. Uh... But I am going to get into my DMZen as I get ready for this recap. Ryan, give me my
2: cue. Our
1: party of four soars through the scatters skies. It's been a little over a day and a night now since they have left the familiar, safe ground of New Keflin and they hang suspended in the air with a large, relatively fancy cruise ship all funded by the Nightgrounds family who all live back on New Keflin at the Nightgrounds estate. They have sent you four out to go do a mission to go hunt down a lead to who tried to assassinate Beethoven, the only son remaining of the Nightgrounds family. Beethoven actually came with with you guys on this trip, really expecting to leave introductions with the Artois family if you guys find them when you get to the manor, which is the lead that you're chasing down. The rest of the night grounds supposedly stayed behind. While you guys were traveling, you guys entered your first random encounter generator and you guys rolled the, the cursed dice that it all came down to the dice where you guys had to fight two wyvern creatures. One was an wing, a homebrew that we made. Another was a crystalon Worm, which is another homebrew that that we made and those stat blocks can be available in like our cheapest tier of our patreon you can go check it out um oh and i also want to apologize i realized halfway through the episode last time i started calling it a crystallon worm but it was actually a crystalline worm so if you're looking for it that's what you should type in the search bar anyways our party was fighting these things aven he brought Beethoven up from his sleeping quarters to help fight these things things are going well, but then things were not going well Gorin was low health and then suddenly Someone hiding in the steering room cast a spell on Gorin to enlarge him so that he became as big as these etherwing wing creatures It was sick if I can say so myself. He was fighting this thing He was tossing it around both of them actually And we realized that the pilot of the ship was none other than istrabel Nightgrounds the 16 year old Daughter of the Nightgrounds estate, who has a very interesting relationship with Floetium, the mineral ore that resides in all these ships. In fact, all the floating islands, it's what keeps them aloft, repelling them from the core, a place where no one has ever returned far, far, miles and miles and miles down below where your ship is suspended. The fight seemed to go well after corn was enlarged. However, the Chrysalon did manage to release one last attack, which Avon successfully dodged, but Beethoven. Was just totally pummeled with all these sharp uh, shrapnel shards of crystal that have embedded his chest. That is where you guys are beginning your session today. Beethoven has just collapsed. His head cooked up on a weird angle against the desk. istrabel has run up to him. She's crouched down. Aven, you get a sense of deja vu as you see Beethoven. Gasping for air, with something sharp protruding from his chest. He looks up at you and his last line was, "Aven, hey, it always seems like I have the worst luck. The cutscene animation with the little skip button fades away, all your A and B and your X and Y buttons show up on the screen, your stamina bar, you are now playing, the cutscene has ended. Sean, Conroy, aiden Boren. what happens next is up to you and down to the dice. What do you guys do?
5: Beethoven is gasping for air. Avan looks down at him and is like, can you just please stop getting hurt? And wants to cast Cure Wounds on him.
1: All right. Nice. So So yeah, so just for listeners who may not yet be familiar with that, what is Cure Wounds?
5: So Cure Wounds is a healing spell. Basically, what I have to do is I have to roll the dice and then it adds my... uh, Spellcasting ability modifier, well as the spell level to attempt to regain hit points. Uh, it's great for using in combat, because if your buddy happens to be... I like this commentary <laughs> that this has evolved into. I'm oh, oh a Jesus in no. this situation. It's, you know when your buddy who doesn't know how to dodge happens to get hit by like six or seven crystalline shards, you can use it and hopefully try to keep him from... Absolute I don't death. think that's yeah. fair, Oleg. Okay. Oh, like, we so don't know if Beethoven. What does it tried look like as you down, cast yeah.
1: this? You are a ranger. You have a druidic focus that you use as your arcane focus.
5: Um, so a- Aven's gonna uh, reach reach up to his the totem that he has of his tree and, and holding on to it, and he kind of reaches down and he tries to imbue the power of like life and good that he has within him that he was taught from the druids. It kind of stuck, but not not quite enough to be considered a "quote unquote" druid.
1: Nah, he failed the, at we the you academy, believe in you, man. That's what happened. All right, <laughs> even first, I must ask you: you were woken up in the middle of the night. Did you bring your arcane focus with you? I never take it off. Okay, good to know. I
5: actually don't take off the armor or the clothes either. I sleep sleep in bed fully clothed. Well, I guess
1: you were meditating. I guess it makes sense. How else can do that? All right, you reach up, you feel this focus under your shirt, this piece of wooden bark. You kneel down, you put your hand on Beethoven's chest and as you kneel down, you feel the power of Gaia or the power of nature resonate in your hand just as easily as ever. You go to put your hand on Beethoven's chest making sure not to touch the crystals and cause him further pain and as you do you're realizing how close to death he is as his skin is getting paler by the minute and his, his breath is becoming fainter and fainter you put your hand on his chest and the moment your hand touches his chest you feel the magic cease in your body what there's this as the magic just recoils from your hand and it goes way back into your left hand, all the way back, it just recedes, and you still feel it in your focus. But as long as your hand is on Beethoven, you try to push the magic through and nothing happens. And you are stunned for a moment. And Istrabel looks up, crouched beside Beethoven. She looks up at you and says, oh, tears in her eyes. And she says, why isn't anything happening?
5: I look to see if either of the other guys are near me.
1: Yeah, DM, when I hear on? her shrieking. I think absolutely.
5: I think you guys are
1: naturally walking up there. I start pushing um,
3: people past and Gordon's running up the stairs now. Two stepping it. Boom, boom, boom.
1: Okay. You're actually you, you don't need to climb any stairs, you're on the main deck already. You yeah. To we're just no, there.
2: I run he runs stairs. down
1: the stairs <laughs> yeah. and then he runs Just back to, up to the run stairs. back up. <laughs> <laughs> you have so much pent up energy. You're doing sprints up and down these stairs. <laughs> <Zoomies>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey DM, I would sorry, uh Ryan,
0: go ahead, bud.
3: Uh, I just want to say, like, I get in the room if I hear her shrieking. So, yeah, I'll end it there. But I'm in the room now. Actually, if he were to see Beethoven on the ground and Ischabel freaking out, Gorin's most likely smart enough to put two and two together that something's wrong. So he's going to jump down with um, Con or not Conrad, Aven and try and maybe try to do some magic as well. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah. I have a question. Are you going to make me do like a medicine arcana check to try and figure out? So if these gems are doing anything to my magic, or you're gonna make I me mean, do that, you, right? You, do you want to? Okay, no, I don't, I don't know because I'm putting two and two together, saying, okay, these shrapnel's probably preventing my spells, but I don't know if Avon would be able to put two and two together to realize that the shrapnel's probably preventing mm. the spells. All
1: right. In this moment, actually, yeah, okay, that's fine. You can roll, and whatever you want to roll will may glean you different information. So, can I can why. I like,
3: help him on whatever he rolls?
1: Yeah. Do you want to try to heal him with some magic, or do you want to help him with his roll? Because that would be an investigation or some kind of check. You have to do one or well, the other.
3: Gorin wants to do some, let's say, um, not so much magic right now. Maybe some like I don't know battlefield medicine, like just to see. Like, check for broken Mm. bones, check for, you know what I mean? And then maybe, and then maybe I'll see if. No fire,
4: no wire, no gas,
5: no glass. Hold on. Can can you hold on there for a minute? Because I rolled a 19 and I want to know if the gems are preventing the magic. And then if they are, I want to pull them out and hopefully my assistant here who's doing battlefield medicine let's not not
1: matter too much because you're doing this while (laughs) goran just gets on scene (laughs) and he's assessing at the same time so we'll say that this is not an assisted check okay goran you're rolling on your own to kind of surmise the physical nature of these injuries can anyone else tell that Olek is invested in this episode already? You're looking and you're <laughs> looking around, but Avon's hair is just such a mess It's in the way. And you're like, move, I I can't see. Um Okay, by the way, yeah, I, and I Aven, rolled I'm a gonna three. get ouch. Avon, I'm gonna get to you. Conroy, what are you doing right now? Oh, and, and by the way, I will clarify, now that the Aether Wing is dead, your fear is gone of the of large flying creatures. This this fear is abated for now.
4: Is the I know one of them one of the like bodies fell off or something. Is is any of the body either of the bodies on the ship or have they are they gone?
1: You don't see any bodies on the ship. However, you do understand the gravitational nature of Flodium. There is a chance that it that this body is being towed in the gravitational force field of this ship. But it would be below deck. Or sorry, it would be outside the ship, kind of underneath the ship.
4: Okay. Oh, yeah. mm. Um Very cool. I i want to see if i can see the body still uh from the
1: deck okay you run over to the edge of the deck you feel that wind as the ship has not slowed down brushing your ears back you're looking back you're ignoring the screams going on over there you're not a healer you don't gotta worry about this stuff you look down (laughs) and you do see that you guys have just begun to enter a faint cloud so there's mist beneath you you don't see anything down there But you kind of feel like with your ardling, clawed hands and the gravity on this ship, you might just be able to climb on the outside of the bottom of this ship to take a better look. Sean, by the way, what are you doing right now?
0: Well, when the episode ended, DM, I was running furiously back to my barracks to get some of my gear because I didn't have any. And when I come back up with with some of my items in, in my arms, I come up. Still thinking that that Krychelon wing worm is is around, and I say, "All right,
1: what's going on? Where is it? What what happened?" Okay, so Shran appears on deck. He's back at the front entrance of the ship, so forty feet away. You see everyone at first. You see Goran's tall body just beginning to crouch down where this room has been shattered and broken. Everyone seems to be crowded there. Conroy is at the edge of the ship. looks like he's trying to like throw up because he's leaning over the edge, contemplating something dangerous. <laughs> and you, you shout that. even you roll a 19. Remind me again what it is you're trying to find out. i the listeners, a me- I know.
5: I'm doing a medicine check to try and determine whether the crystals are inhibiting the healing powers that I'm attempting to infuse into them. Okay, I would... Unless you'd t- rather me use arcana, in that case it would be a 16. Okay, mm. well, I'll let you choose, man. You know what, let's do the arcana, because I think it might it might glean more into the crystals than medicine would. Okay, you
1: gingerly rest your fingertips against these crystal shards, using your ranger in tuneness with the earth to try to glean something from this. With a 16, that's pretty good. You sense... They are, they do have some residual magic in them, but you don't, you can't say with 100% confidence that this is what has prevented your healing spell to take place. Okay. Beethoven's breath gets even quicker. Istrabel begins to shake him. She goes, Beethoven, hold on, hold on, we, we, we she looks up at you and says, we gotta get these things out of him. And she begins to reach for one of the crystals and Beethoven squeals in pain. <laughs> 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 and, uh, stop, Mr. Bell! Can
3: I can I grab her hand off?
1: Yeah, you reach down. Okay, uh, yeah, you don't even have to roll for that. You just grab her. You accidentally hit all the crystals. <laughs> no,
2: I could use. graze them. Yeah.
1: He's dead. Great job, <laughs> but you grab her arm.
3: <laughs> yeah, I grab her arm and I look at her and then kind of motion towards um, Aven. Say, let him think.
5: Uh, I I give me a, a persuasion out. check.
3: Okay, good. Who, me? Yeah. I say with the utmost intimidation. You can do okay. the <laughs> utmost intimidation if you want. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a seven, not a one. Okay, we're okay. <laughs> um, seven plus persuasion, you said? So nine.
1: Okay. She doesn't look convinced. She wants to get involved, and she's actively pulling against your grip, but you're, you're Goran still pending. You easily.
3: I just stand and she- up. <laughs> And, <laughs> All they're
1: they're like arms. <laughs> so, and from and then, from the outside looking it looks like a little kid going grocery shopping with their parents, yeah. you know, because you're so
3: tall. Um and as I'm walking with her, I just say, I know you wanna help, but
5: let him think. As I'm just walking her away from her brother. Okay. Now when I when Avan looks up, does he see Shran Uh I mean yeah, Sean's shouting. I'll I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh I, I see Sean, I say and I and I shout back and I'm like, Do you have your medical kit? Yeah. And get Who over here. It?
0: And I run up, DM, uh, and I and I run up, and I you know slide on my knees. Out of the way! Out of the way! And I and I, oh my algae! And I and I grab the last of my algae. I'm chewing it in my mouth uh, as fast as I can. Move it! And I and I, uh, what the hell happened to this guy?
5: I, I look DM, it. DM,
0: would I know? Do I recognize these crystals? Like I was obviously aware that of the cristallon worm. Okay. Um, and I'm familiar with flotium to a degree. I'm not really used to taking arrows out of people, but I probably know that ripping arrows out of people
1: is very dangerous.
0: Would I know anything about flodium? The way it affects people if it touches their, their so this blood? isn't
1: flodium. These are crystal shards. Um, they do contain faint magical properties, but nothing that is directly affecting you guys right now. Um, you know that a regular like magical healing these crystals would get pushed out as your body heals. And if you have a medical kit and let's just stipulate because you have the medic feet, you're familiar enough with like wounds like this that you picked up in your backstory that you could properly assess this. I won't make you roll for that. Perfect. Okay. Thank you, DM. I,
0: I gingerly start working and I apply my healer feet and I bring Beethoven Still unconscious to one
1: HP. Okay, as so, my feet says, I am able to do. Okay, he's he's not technically unconscious, um, but <laughs> yeah. you try to stabilize him in, in some him have way. It. Let yeah, it, yeah. it. You go and you begin <laughs> to do all the things that you need to do. You apply pressure and you take these crystals out. And for some reason, the bleeding does Come not. On. The bleeding will not stop. The blood seems to be getting in his wounds, just continues to pool, is getting thinner and thinner, and it, it, it is soaking, um, well, he's not wearing anything, it's just soaking down onto the deck below. Istrabel is nearing a panic, and
0: There he is begins, a moment- Yep. There is a moment where I am working on his body, and I look very briefly up to Avon's eyes, as if, is there any idea? And I, I've no, what do I see?
5: Is he still chewing the algae? I, have applied it at this point. Oh, you're, you've applied it as a, as a salve? Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know you what we do, exchange, this is-
1: You two exchange that horrified look between two people who know a dark truth that has not yet dawned on the people around you.
5: Uh, uh yeah, Avan? I, I, I quickly look at her like, do you have a healing potion?
0: Man, my eyes, LIGHT! Up! And I say, I think I got one better, mate. And I pull out from all the stuff I had just tossed in my belt, so to speak, my wand of freaking blossoming.
1: We have Ooh. just established I was chewing algae.
0: I waved this wand furiously. Tap, tap, tap. Beethoven, Beethoven. Hello. All right. What, <laughs> does, I, this,
1: what does this wand do? You want to know? You bought you this uh, a couple DM? episodes ago at a magic store. The Wand of Blossoming
0: Bloom, a slender wand adorned with delicate flower motifs. When waved, it causes nearby plants to rapidly grow and bloom, creating natural barriers, entangling enemies, or providing healing effects okay. to nearby allies. Um, yes!
1: Mon, you You just said, as plot demands, you chewed the last of your algae.
5: But he used it as like a salve, right?
1: DM, I then
0: grab onto Avon's wrist, and I say, where's that staff you had?
5: I left it downstairs. It looked, like, looked
0: like it was alive.
5: I left the staff downstairs.
1: Ah! Oh, <laughs> no. Man. All right, um, I- guys, right before you begin to book it, Tron, um, because you're the one administering healing or trying to, to Beethoven right now, you feel a light tap on your hand. And Beethoven looks at you with fading eyes and he says, my bag, I need something for my bag, my bag and Beethoven's eyes cloud over. We are wow. going to begin NPC death saving throws. I am going to roll them. What um, is happening? This will be down to the dice. What the flip, man? Um, okay. He says that and his eyes cloud over. Gorin, now give me a strength contest as Istrabel just strains against your arm. She pulls herself up to your hand and bites it. I need a strength contest from you.
3: A dirty twenty. Okay. Yes, check,
1: Come on, man. Oh yeah, keeping it yeah. together. You you hold her and Gordon. What are you thinking right now?
3: Uh, he's hurting because he knows how bad that she just wants to be with her brother. But at the same time, knows that those guys probably know what they're doing better than her. So he's <laughs> he's he's going to keep holding on. Okay. I, I know, dear. Just let them work. We're going to pause. You know. <laughs> We're going to pause. Conroy,
1: you're standing at the edge of this deck. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Oh
2: God. <laughs>
4: Come on, for Pete's sake. Um, what is this? Gonna lose it. Well, let's check your phone real quick. Um, okay. Because I think you're thinking what I'm thinking you're thinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, comment down below um, if you think you know what they're thinking <laughs> that they're thinking. <laughs> I think so. I am oblivious to the things that are happening behind me. I mean, it sounds like people are in trouble, but they got it handled because they're all magic users and I'm just a lowly rogue. And I am wanting to kind of, yeah, take a better look at this, either whatever the body is that is kind of floating under the ship, if it is even there. So I will climb under the ship. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys.
1: All right, Oh man, as the wind continues <laughs> to brush past you and you're not wearing your armor, you got out of bed really fast. You hop up on the ledge and you pivot. Do you climb down face first like a squirrel or do you back up and go like heels first? I'll go heels first. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why rush it? So you turn, you pivot around, you sink your butt down low, and then you hook your ha- hands on the rail, and then you drop your feet back, and your naily toe, clawy toes grip the wood. They find purchase enough. You bring your left hand down. You test its grip. It's kind of damp. Now that you're going through this mist, but. The wood feels nice and soft. You get a bit of purchase. You put your right hand down. All four limbs are now holding you onto the side of the ship. You do feel your gravity slightly change and you see your clothes move just ever so slightly indicating that they're being pulled towards the center of the ship. So you're not, so you feel confident. As you descend, give me an athletics check or acrobatics. Come on, Connie. Come on, man. 13. All right, you begin to scale down to side of this sky vessel. And we're going to go back to the rest of the party. What is everybody doing?
3: I'm still holding his sister. (laughs) She has no value to offer. (laughs) Except for distraction.
1: Okay. So, Jake, I have to make my first death saving throw for Beethoven. Wow, Wow, here we go. Alright.
3: Is he going to tell us?
1: I cannot. I cannot tell you what I rolled. rolled. But I just want to remind everyone, a natural 20, they wake up, With one hit point And a natural one Counts as two fails The moment he gets Three fails He's dead
3: Hey This is our tenth episode I'm so sorry I know this is a terrible Time to say it But we totally
1: Hey guys, everyone listening Thank you guys for supporting us so far We made it to episode 10 Statistically, the vast majority of podcasts Don't make it past episode 4 So, hey
4: guys, we're doing something right And to so. commemorate, we're gonna kill an NPC Yeah, yeah. So, so, Beethoven. 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 <laughs> All
5: right man. Um, what do you guys do? Okay, so Doing the medical care, the crystals have been removed? Yeah. Okay. Using my remaining spell slot that I have, and because he asked me if I had any kind of Hold staff, on. I'm so sorry.
1: Did we ever come to a conclusion about the... the? Oh, he said the rod of snakes. That's right. Okay, I'm
5: so sorry. Yeah, he was asking me for the rod of snakes and, you know, he says, you know, do you, do you have the rod of snakes on you? And I say no, but I cast good berry, and I create ten berries in my hands. Yo! <laughs> and I look at him and I go... Yo! Will these work?
1: Okay. In uh, the meantime, Ishtra she stops pulling on your hand, Goran, and she says, he said to get something from his room. Let me go.
3: She said bag, not room.
1: Right. Okay. Well, his bag's in his room. Let me go, please.
3: Can I do a quick perception check to see where that mm. bag is? If it's in the room?
0: Uh, Yeah. Give me a perception check. But how would you be able to see that, Ryan, from where I'm you gonna, are? Well, I'm I'm
1: he's, he's just around. looking in this
3: room. Yeah. Like just looking oh, in this duh. room. Um and that is a eighteen.
1: Yeah, you look around. You don't see anything here besides his bow and his arrows. He came up yeah. just in his boxers.
3: Oh, that's right. Uh, gordon ponders on it and then slowly, like yeah, lets her feet touch the ground and then lets go of her arm.
1: As soon as her feet touch the ground, she books it like a bat out of hell and she runs to the closest door, which is behind a couple hey. broken sheets of wood and <laughs> <laughs> what. Sorry, Ba-da-da. Conroy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I uh, Conroy, yeah. And she opens the door and she disappears from everyone's line of sight. Ava, you are holding ten good berries in your hand.
5: And, and I look at Tron, I go, would these work? VM,
1: how many uh, uses out of this one do I get a day? Because I, I believe I tried it on the algae. Um, I would say, oh, you it's know, three times a day. Okay. Uh, they
4: are Berets? a plant.
1: It is a fruit. It's
0: a berry. Uh... I gingerly take the berry, what is this mate? And I put it down on Beethoven's chest, and I grab my wand and
1: I say, I hope this works. Okay, you wave the wand, immediately your druid nature connects with the power in this wand. It flourishes, it glows, a dull green, and it shimmers and trembles in your hand. You see the good berry and the algae begin to coalesce and sprout, and they begin to shoot vines across the wounds, and some of the leaves that are sprouting begin to blacken as if killed by some kind of disease. But you are a druid, and you have a ranger with you. I want you both to roll an arcana check for me. Come on. This is you a guys combination can do it. roll, and it is a very high DC. What's the roll, DM? Arcana.
3: Have
4: you guys used your inspiration
3: yet? Inspiration. Yeah, Damn
5: it. Here we go. Plus inspiration, right? That's After DC. this,
1: I will be rolling another death saving throw. So we are. So you're you're, doing, a comb- you're doing a combination roll. This is not with advantage. You're adding these numbers together to beat a very difficult DC.
5: And can can we add the inspiration die to it as well?
1: Your inspiration would replace what you roll. If you don't like what you roll, you can re-roll. Is what inspiration does. How do you have inspiration?
5: I don't know. Dan was just saying that I have inspiration. No, I am
1: I
4: I I pretty Roy
5: sure
1: Shran had
0: inspiration.
4: Oh, okay, never mind then. Okay,
0: oh, I, I th- use my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: thank
4: God. Okay. Sorry, I thought everyone had it. I guess it was just me and me and Tron, baby.
1: Connor A. I didn't mean for this to take so Damn. long, guys. I'm sorry.
5: No, no, that's fine.
1: Man, 19. This is great.
5: 19, 19. guys. Even what I did got, you get? I got a 13.
1: All right. You guys beat my DC of 25. All right. Oh, <laughs> right.
5: <laughs> yes. All
1: right. The vines hey. begin to rot inside the wound, and for a moment, you feel fear, but you push more magical energy into this rod and. The new vines begin to sprout and cover up the darkness and now you see them actually shoot deep underneath Beethoven's bare skin and you see them begin, these vines begin to sprout in his other wounds as these vines begin to sprout and seal these wounds. Um, Beethoven, I'm gonna roll one sec. Beethoven just rolled a nat 20.
2: Yes! Oh, yes! yes. yes. All right! He's <laughs> right. yes. a gangster at it.
1: No way! Beethoven, oh, Beethoven, psych settles. His breathing finally begins to slow. <laughs> you see his chest <sighs> fill with air, <sighs> collapse, and there's a moment of silence. We're gonna cut to Conroy. Conroy, <laughs> you are climbing
4: oh, underneath man. the ship.
1: Wow, what are you doing? I'm gonna lose my mind.
4: So as I'm climbing underneath. Is the carcass of one of the monsters there?
1: Give me a perception check.
4: Uh, um, a
1: nine. Nine? You look, but you're not quite- You- you can see straight down. You dare not look down. But you can almost see completely underneath the ship, but not quite. You don't see anything.
4: Okay. Uh, then I will climb back up.
1: Okay. You begin to climb back up. It is mistier than ever. Give me another right, athletics calm. check.
4: Or acrobatics? Yep. Uh, 15.
1: Alright. Nice. Yeah, you make your- you feel a little discouraged, and you begin to make your way up. However, right as you are cresting the rail, you notice something that you didn't see before. You notice a long, dull, slightly purplish, bluish spine of, um... Like a quill, like a porcupine quill, but this one's like 18 inches long that had hit against the railing and it is pulsing no and you, you must have missed it before. As you climb up, you see it lying there against the railing.
4: Uh, duh, like, is there, is there like a safe place I can pick it up? Like, I'm assuming just the end is like sharp?
1: So, it is sharp like a saber but towards like the sharp end the last six inches have very small um like fish hooks like reverse hooks on it um very nasty if you if you get stabbed with this thing because it would do more damage as you pull it out but the last bottom six inches is dull and it looks kind of modeled as if this is where it came out of the aether wings tail
4: right i will pick it up from the base
1: okay you now have in your possession an Aetherwing wing quill wait um that's I, pretty neat i will send nice you a description man. of that sick. item soon really just write cool. down that it is magical um all right back to the rest of the party as connor just hey wow sick you guys are there there's a moment of silence when you hear doo, 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 footsteps as the door barges or bangs open and Ishabel comes running in with a knapsack, a leather bag, and she comes and she skids to the floor and she says, "We got to help him, please." And she sh- shoves the bag into Avon's hands. And she says, "You got to do something. There's something in there that can save his life."
5: I look at her and I'm like, "He's coming to. Please calm down."
1: And she, "What?" And she looks down. She sees the vines sprouted out across his chest and and she her eyes flutter and she she passes out and she's going to fall unless somebody catches her. I have
5: a bag in my hand please tell me if somebody can catch her he passes uh, out. I'll catch her. Okay Goran
1: just <laughs> <laughs> goes and you know what athletics check or dexterity Easy check dexterity check.
3: Dex yeah. please uh, just add straight dex yeah. come on Goran you got it man uh a 15.
1: All right, yeah, that's good. catch <laughs> <Your character>. it. <laughs> and then you, you gotta stoop down and layer on the ground. You guys are suddenly surrounded with complete silence. Man, I cannot believe he brought Beethoven back.
5: I know that, was that is scary. awesome and I was Dan,
0: nervous. I thought you were toast, man. Because man, like no one could help you. <laughs> you're like,
4: <laughs> No man, I, yeah, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. As a, you'd be fine.
5: See, I have a question though for you, Dan. Would the frightened effect have occurred to you if you ran into the creature on the other side? Even if it's dead? He said that it had worn off, so... No, but I mean, like, if you came in contact with it again, even as a corpse.
4: It wouldn't have affected me too bad, because I then I just wouldn't have been able to move towards it, so... Mm. There is a moment of stunned silence
1: as Gorn just catches Istrabel's body, lays her down. Now two nightgrounds lie on the deck of the shattered room. There's a moment of stillness. Conroy, what do you do as you see the rest of the party standing there kind of all looking down at the ground
4: uh yeah I'll kind of join them and it's like what you guys doing while I put her down can
3: I grab the wheel just to make sure that we're going in the right spot oh matters that I don't know I if, that, don't know if that really that. yeah I don't know if that really matters but it just crossed my mind now so guard's gonna grab the wheel
0: <laughs> man you caught that eh all right um <laughs> holy shoot man both
3: we <laughs> both <laughs> both we, we, complete, we just we just said Jesus take the wheel
1: you grab it you do see that Ishtabell had flicked on like the maintenance notch. like there's a little chunk of wood that goes and kind of holds it in place it's not perfect but it keeps it relatively on course okay yeah, so it is stabilized it's kind of on cruise control right now
3: I still grab it I flip off that that board and I grab the wheel okay
1: Gorn has the wheel okay
3: you're all safe hey. now baby
1: You know how to drive that thing, Goran?
3: Absolutely. Been doing it 10 years now. Really? Oh, yeah. I love driving these ships. I have one of my own, actually, but I don't have any funky name like you have.
0: Well, You're holding out on me.
3: Oh, no, it's just my carrier (sighs) ship.
0: All right. Is everybody okay?
3: I'd say we're relatively good as Goran looks around the room, except for those two on the ground.
0: Tron gets up from his kneeling position, and he... Looks over at Connie, and he uh, kind of gets up to his feet, and he kind of reaches out a hand to pull Avon up.
5: Avon stands with him, yeah.
0: You're right, mate. That was quick thinking.
5: It was a very close call. I'm just glad that they were let it worked.
0: What is this thing? Uh, was, DM, are there any good berries left? Yeah, there's nine left.
5: Oh, you only use one. Okay, I, I hand him one of them. You so m- mind can... if I have one of those?
3: Let's go and reach like the dad tax. He just reaches his handbag to try and get one.
5: <laughs> okay, yeah. I I yeah, I I hand you one, yeah, so you can have. I eat it. DM, how much health does this give me? Because I am hurt.
1: It gives you one health point and it makes you feel very full.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take one. I'll
1: take one. Okay, mark that down as uh, so you now have only eight left. Sorry, Sean. DM Sean pockets the good berry uh if he can without squishing it. You don't have any good bears. You used it to save Beethoven's life. Oh, sorry. I thought even just gave me one.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I
5: gave him another one. So oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Down yeah, to seven. You, you pocket uh, it. I look at him and I say, but it only is good for 24 hours. Well, I you hope know. to have a sleep by then. Well,
0: Goran, guys, can we take two minutes, have a bit of a family meeting, team huddle, all that?
5: No, we're, we're here anyways. Yeah. We're all here. Yeah.
0: All right. Guys, I'm glad we're all okay. Some of us took our lickings there, Goran. You were sick. It was awesome. Am I the only one who thinks that the two nightgrounds grounds on this ship are a freaking liability?
3: I mean, it was already bad with one, but now to see that the second ones came on, I just can't imagine what her dad's going to think.
5: A- Avon kind of scratches the back of his head. He's like, did I not tell you guys that I invited her to come along? You what? <laughs> I thought it was instructed that she stayed. DM, the second
0: that Oleg, that Avon says that, <laughs> Shran, for a second, Do it. Do it, his antlers Do come it. down,
2: <laughs> <Clock 'em. laughs> and I stand
0: up straight, and I turn to Avon. And Shran D'Agani says, What? You invited her up here?
5: Well, I mean, you remember how upset she was when she left. I mean, it would have been worse to have left her there like that. Even.
0: She was upset because I told her that it was not in front of you. I told her it was not safe to have her on a sky vessel. You should know that when I say things like that, I mean it. When she cast a spell with me, my freaking high-end piece of flodium died like that. You didn't tell it's us that. It's a miracle that she did not drop us out of the sky today when she cast whatever she did on you, Goran.
3: And I look at I look at Ava and like, bet you regret your decision now. <laughs> and Goran, it was your idea
0: to bring the lad. <laughs> still driving. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was my idea for what?
0: To bring Beethoven when I said he should stay here.
3: Uh, if I remember correctly, he had a compelling argument about why he should be on this ship.
0: Well, I hope you can come up with a better one. Why are they here now when we gotta explain this to
3: I let go of the wheel and turn around. Are you talking to me?
4: <laughs> as soon as he does, I'm gonna go up and grab it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, turn, I let go of the wheel and turn around. Are you talking to me, Sharon?
0: Are your ears working, mate? Who do you think I'm talking to?
3: That should not be me as I kind of chest him, raise my chest at him.
0: Hey, you're not the only one who can get some size on you, mate.
3: And I don't really like your tone right now, Sharon.
1: <laughs> guys,
3: guys. I have no explaining to do To What?
1: Oh, look, I'm alive. <laughs> <Read>. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: you guys turn to see a shaky, a very trembling
1: Beethoven pushing himself up to his feet, hand resting on the desk, leaning on it.
2: Ow it hurts.
5: But I, I kinda slide an arm under him to prop him up and I want to like excuse the two of us to carry him downstairs to okay. his bed. Wait. Hey, Tobin. Yes. Clear something up for me.
1: Sure, Gordon. Uh.
5: How'd you get access to this ship?
1: It's a
3: nightground ship. No, I mean, why are you here on this mission right now?
1: We were all there. Daddy said I could come. <laughs>
3: See, was it me who invited um Shron? Ch-
1: and then Beethoven clears his throat. <laughs> L- listen, I um I didn't mean to, to be a to anybody. I'll I'll compensate you all greatly for this. But listen,
4: we have to Great keep going. Thanks. What? Well, What'd yeah, you say, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing never.
1: Good. Now listen, I, I I just need to rest a little bit. Wh- where's my bag? And he starts looking around feebly, and he sees his bag on the floor. So he he goes to pick it up, and he picks it up, and he weakly straps it over his shoulder. He says, "I'm I'm gonna go get some rest, but if someone else can steer the ship, oh, the ship the steering wheel's being unattended." And he looks to the front of the ship. <laughs> no one's steering. I someone Gorin, maybe you go should go steer it.
3: <laughs> it's all covered,
5: Beethoven. Just. Get some rest
1: Wait,
3: And I, I, I
5: kind of <laughs> usher him towards the door to bring him Downstairs uh, uh,
1: uh, And he he goes and he Follows you and you guys leave this scene Um we're, we're gonna stay With Sean, Gorin and Conroy for A moment Avon and Beethoven Leave what are you guys doing
3: I continue to look at Shron As I slowly turn around and Kind of usher Conroy off the wheel And <clears throat> I, I grab the wheel again I, I caught it move You're you're not upset with me. I know, but steering the ship will calm me down.
4: Okay, at least.
3: Please move. <laughs> I, I move. <laughs> and I grab it again. You two go take rest. I'll take first watch. I'll come get one of you when it's my turn.
0: You know where you're going?
3: I have a good idea.
0: Good night. that be I don't say that, but I want to say that.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do it! Say it! it. Alright.
3: This is your best chance now, because Gordon's weak. <laughs>
0: I push Goran. No, just <laughs> I uh, I I approach Goran. Listen, mate, I'm looking out for you too. I, I don't think you and me can either fly. I don't even know if Conroy can, right?
3: Well, I mean, I'm I'm flying now. Oh,
0: no, you know what I mean. If this ship were to fall, I know you didn't know, but if Istra, when she casts spells. Something might happen to the Floatium we're using to, like, look beneath him, mate. There's no ground underneath us.
3: Well, I think it's we, best to drop both of them off now. Where? If they're that big of liabilities. Are you in the room, Connor Oh, yeah, left? you are. Oh, yeah, my bad, what's, my bad, What's my bad. up
4: with this attitude towards Conrad? I've done nothing. <laughs> 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 He's just the
1: middle mean, party getting yelled at. You need <laughs> game
4: therapist. <laughs> um,
3: So okay. Actually, we'll go back. So you say where? Um... Well, good question, actually. But if they're that big liabilities, it's really not safe to have them here. I don't mind Beethoven, but that magic Istrabel has seems to be potentially dangerous.
0: Shron <sighs> kinda just takes a second.
3: Do you do you know something,
0: Shron? Listen, mate. I put my hand on on your shoulder, Gorin. And I cast Cure Wounds, it's my last spell.
2: Hmm.
0: And uh it's gonna be a D eight plus my wisdom okay roll yeah just checking on my wisdom here
1: so sean you sigh and as you roll you sigh you raise your hand you put it on goran's shoulder and and some green energy shimmers between the skin of your palm and his shoulder and goran's wounds begin to knit up and so easily compared to beethoven a moment before the wounds just seem to stitch together Uh, how much you heal him 10. Wow. Damn. Okay. Damn. Yeah, baby. <laughs> nice. Goran, you feel much restored. Maybe full. I don't know. But you feel good. And what do you say, Sean? We're gonna have
0: to work together to get through this. I'm not mad at you. I know you're just trying to keep us safe. And you know what? You did that. I appreciate it. Istra listens to you. Eh, uh, does she, though? Never mind. I gotta go talk to David. Anyway, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Conroy, you
1: rock. I'll see you guys later. Good night.
3: I reach my hand out like a handshake for Tron. And Tron
1: just misses it, it as you as he walks away. You're like, <laughs>
2: <"Whoa."> <laughs> he
3: gives me the peace sign. Gives me the peace sign out the door. Can't stay. G to G.
1: Hey. This is Adam and I'm just popping in to say thanks for listening to Down to the Dice. If you like what you hear so far, don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review in your podcast app because it helps other people to find the show too. Also, it would mean so much to me and the guys if you told a friend about our podcast face to face. We're going to get back to the show in just a second but first, I want to let you know that this week's episode of Down to the Dice is brought to you by Francie Planet and his first ever release Storyboards which features neither masters nor demos, but stripped-down acoustic work tapes. Each one of these whimsical, narrative songs feels like a trip to Blockbuster, with clever, candid lyrics rolling like subtitles in a Spielberg flick. Find storyboards by Francis Planet wherever you get your music, and be an active protagonist in your own story. All right, that's all from me. Let's get back to the show. And cutscene, we're with Avon and Beethoven walking down the stairs.
5: Uh, I'm very gingerly bringing him down slowly, just so that we can uh, just so we can chat. And I I look at Beethoven and I go, I hope one of them decides to bring Istrabel to sleep. And as I'm as as, as I'm carrying (laughs) him downstairs, he he
1: chuckles. (laughs) You know, I guess you win this round of who's the better ranger, but give me another chance and I'll come up on top.
5: You know, I give him a good look and I go, you know what, you got the killing blow on on the creature. We'll say a you win deception. this time. Ooh. Very strange. Uh, so that is a... It's a, a 15. 15.
1: Okay, one sec. Um, he mm. chuckles and he says, Nice try, Nathan. I rolled a nat 20, so I see right through <laughs> you. Anyways.
2: Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> in any, in any okay. but you know what? Okay. I, I
5: appreciate it. We'll rest up, and then we'll, we can go for round two Eat. tomorrow. By,
1: by now, you've gone to the bedroom. And he sits down shakily. He says, "I've never been healed with with uh, grass magic before. This is um, this is new." And he, I look at him and like, "Stop touching it!" And uh, <laughs> and he says, "All right, well, I even have a good night. Uh, I'll see you in the morning." But listen, listen, I can already imagine what the conversations are that they're having upstairs. It's almost like I was just there, listening almost. And listen, <laughs> it's too late to turn back now. We've got to press on and find out what's going on with the Artois family. All right, promise me that we're not gonna turn around. Promise me. If I, if we come back empty handed, my dad will never let me leave the estate again.
5: Avan stops for a second and thinks about it and, and seeing how Beethoven has had near death incidences twice in the past couple of days, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing for him to stay there, but um, he looks at him and goes, I will try and convince the guys to keep right. pushing on.
1: I, I appreciate it. He opens his bag, as he's talking to you and he pulls out like kind of what looks like a large flask and he pops a cork and he takes a swig of this um, dark brown liquid and he tilts his head back against the wall of his bed
5: and he takes a deep breath.
1: <sighs> he takes another swig. He says, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll feel better tomorrow.
5: I look at him I'm like you better. And, and I close the door right. as I walk out.
1: <laughs> and uh... You you close the door. <laughs> and unless anybody wants to do anything specific, we're gonna we're gonna cut to Get
5: sleep. Get to a bed so that she can dress in a bed.
1: <laughs> I would like to thank DM that when
0: that when Avon comes out of that room, he sees Shran leaning against the wall opposite of the doorway. <laughs> Super epic.
4: Uh, uh, and he stabs Avon. Mm.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> with one with the one leg up on the wall.
0: Kai from Beyblade exactly. Style. You see it. Fans, we need artwork of Avon being <laughs> sick.
1: Okay, <laughs> Bring Avin, a jacket. You, you close the door gingerly behind you and you see Tron standing there.
0: Yes? I get that you care about these guys, but we gotta be careful, mate. These stakes, I mean, you've been around,
5: you know what it is to, to take a loss, right? Haven't we all? But I mean, think of, the more, think of the profit you're gonna make when you come back and you say that you saved the sun again.
1: You do hear a, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, can you keep it down? <laughs>
2: i am just some money making machines. Oh, oh. Good night.
0: Ron. um first his brow. And I look up at Avan and I say, It's one thing to gamble with your own life. But you're gambling with the people you're trying to protect. I didn't make it clear, but I wanna make this as clear <laughs> as I can. It's not poetic.
5: Istra, there's something wrong with her. He even looks side to side it's for a second. a second. He's like, where is Istra anyways? Then either of you... She's
0: with Goren and Conroy. Please talk to her when you can. And please make her agree not
5: to use any magic until we land. I look at Tron and I go, I can try, but that's like asking you not to fly. No, that's not the same thing because you are the reason she's here. I can try and convince
1: her. But Matt... Well, I can try to keep us
0: all Ma- alive. Magic right?
5: to a wizard is the same <laughs> as breathing, so I mean,
1: you do hear a doll thud against the wall? i will You try. Hear a doll thud against the wall? <laughs> Guys, try trying to sleep and the show's got to progress.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and I just look at Avon and I and I kind of tap him. Not what's the word, not dismissively, but um uh, and not in a disrespectful way, but in like a stalemate kind of way. I just You're say,
5: disappointed in me. I understand. <laughs>
0: no, no. And son? No, no, no. And I just, I just say, good night, and I, And I go to my room. Hey, is there an extra room around here? The thing broke my door down.
1: As the night finally settles down, and over the course of the rest of this night, Goran, you do your shift. Connor, you you go to bed. Someone replaces Goran throughout the night. You guys have moved Istrabel off to the side. We'll even just say for convenience sake, Goran, you step aside for a moment to bring her to her bedroom. She's safer and kind of like snuggled away. You have a good six hours as everyone's recovering. It's relatively quiet. There are a couple servants on board who begin tidying up. They're making food. But it's still technically nighttime right now. As you guys enjoy this time of rest, you all get a full rest in. Sick. Yes. Thank you, DM. But the strands of fate that connect you all, you guys don't see this, but they begin to shimmer as a new power begins to fill your bodies. And oh, all of you. It's time. I can feel it. Level to
2: level two. Yes. Finally. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> time.
1: Rapid fire. We are going to, as each of you has some time alone in their in their bedrooms. We are going to rapid fire, and if you guys just want to make up on the spot, what, uh, how you guys level up, or what explains your increase of skill and abilities. And we're going to start with Aven. Aven, you finally make it to your room. How do you level up?
5: Aven makes it to his room, and the blinds are closed. Everything's shut. Uh, and, you know, it's a dark room and he feels a little apprehensive walking into it, but he goes in and he sits down to rest for the evening. Uh, and what he's going to do is he goes and he does his meditation. And when he meditates, he falls into a deep trance and he feels as though he's walking throughout the ship. And he's walking down to the very bottom of the ship and he sees a door. And that door has red light glowing underneath it. And As he approaches it and opens the door, black figure standing and it just rushes towards him and becomes a part of him. And he wakes up right away. And then he suddenly feels energy coursing through his vein, like he's stronger for some reason and doesn't understand.
1: Quite Let much. me ask you a couple questions about this, Oleg. Is that alright?
5: Go f- go for it. Is this yeah. the first time no, something like it. this has happened to Oleg,
1: uh, to Avon?
5: Avon saw if you saw the prologue, or available heard the prologue? Or in the Patreon. Yeah. Uh <laughs> He, he encountered a red wall, which seemed to have so <laughs> so many sh- enshrouded figures on the other side, and he doesn't know what it means, but he ha- he knows that there's something tied to him about this. And this kind of event might be something that he needs to follow up with, especially considering he doesn't really know all of his origin.
1: Okay. When you meditate, are you sitting, you lying down,
5: what are you doing? Just, just sitting in in a chair next to the bed. Just okay.
1: I will st- I will add to this if you allow me. Go for it. You see a large humanoid uh, silhouette on the other side of this red vision. They mm-hmm. rush towards you, and the first point of contact is your chest. And as you open your eyes and you're back in your room, you realize that your chest is burning. As you look down, your druidic focus is. Uh,
5: smoldering hot against your skin
2: mm.
1: what do you do okay
5: uh, I grab it and look for something to soak it in to try okay. and cool it
1: um, you go down and you grab it and you pull it away and you you can snap the necklace off like they do so easily in movies but it's very hard to do in real life you snap <laughs> and you look at it and as soon as you look back at it again it's completely normal there's no smoke no heat in your hand but you look down and you have a fresh burn scar on your chest now is it like a is it like a handprint is it like No, it's like a perfect imprint of your of your bark.
3: Of, the, of the,
5: okay.
1: Moving on. I love that. Gorin, how about you? That was sick.
3: Um I walk down to my room, kick off my last boot and place my shield and sword against the wall. Um, uh, Goran sits down in the middle of the room, like kneels down, um and begins to pray. Uh, he calls upon Solaris, um again reflecting on the day and realizing that his little standoff with Shran was not his character but more so his ego showing which he doesn't like to do and I would like no well, I don't know if I want Solaris to come do it
0: do it and I Let's go test to it. Shran's room
3: Let's <laughs> <test> it <laughs> No no do do it Yeah do he prays want. he prays uh upon Solaris and asks for forgiveness for acting out of character and not going against his oath but going against who he truly wants to be. Um, and there, I would, like, almost, like, as if Gorin was, like, praying, kneeling, um, like, a big flash of light to come from his window as he looks up, and he just sees, like, a glowing silhouette. Still not gonna reveal who Solaris is, but kinda, like, lifts him up to rise, and (laughs) this beam comes and shoots at Gorin and lifts him up off the ground. And he falls to the, He falls back to his feet, and he is now level two. Wow! You know, some more powers. All right. So
1: as you, as you, can I embellish this, or do you want me to leave it? Nope you can it do looks it. Looks like Goren's just got like a rave going on in his yeah. room. <laughs>
3: yeah, under the door, just <laughs> some as lights.
2: In, oh! As you
1: kneel, Gord's no more. Yeah. As you kneel and you lie <laughs> prostrate, you put your head to the floor, bowing in reverence and repentance, and then the, you notice this brightness. You look up and there is a soft light shining through the window and you do see silhouetted in front of you some kind of outline in the light and it puts one hand under your head and gently lifts up your chin and brings you up to stand to your feet but you also feel a hand grip your left shoulder where your tattoo is and you feel a slight Uh, tingling almost like a burning sensation but not quite as he pulls you up to your feet and you actually feel it like feel like someone's pulling to your to your feet and then you rise up more and you begin to levitate on the ground over the ground and you know what that's it and then as you come back down to rest on the ground you glance down at your tattoo which other paladins have to tattoo more but for a moment you see that there is more to the tattoo. There's the black tattoo ink, but there is like a glowing sigil that continues the tattoo for a moment. And it's it's slightly different than what you expect. And then it fades and you feel like you're level two. All right, Conroy, how do you level up?
4: I want to find a... Surely there's like a paper and like a quill... And maybe even like an envelope on the ship. Sure, yeah, it's a fancy yeah. ship. So I want to write a letter to a friend slash kind of mentor. So I'll just kind of say what I write. So, dear Randick, it's been it's been too long since we've last seen each other, and since we've gone our separate ways. Now that I'm kind of adventuring on my own. I realize that I'm missing your guidance and teachings. I've fell unconscious once already, and uh, faced two dragon-like beings, and was uh. unable to find the the courage uh, amidst that. Uh, I tried to, mm. um, yeah, I tried to kind of channel your abilities or channel your rogueness, but fell short, so any any words of encouragement would be much appreciated. Please write back to, and I give like, where, like, the Nightgrounds estate is okay. uh, in Newcastle. And yeah, kind of detail that. Hope all is well. Uh, say hi to Thea for me, your friend. Uh, what's my name again? Conroy? <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> just lost
4: in it. Lost in
0: it. Did anyone else just get like a real feeling, like, oh wow, like Conroy's got a backstory. Yeah. No. Like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, clearly. Yeah, my character
4: means nothing. <laughs> and like so, as I'm writing this out, um, I kind of am remembering just the the time that I did spend spend with Randek. and he he was a rogue, or he is a rogue as well, and he kind of like essentially taught me to be a rogue. So as I'm kind of thinking back on this, I do kind of gain a bit more, just a slightly a bit more confidence and kind of remember some of his teachings and- Back to basics. Yeah, that's how, mm. that's how I learned like, oh yeah, there's that thing I can do called cunning action. And Hey-o! yeah, that's how I- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been doing man. this all along. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I love it. As you kind of go back to basics and, and you just meditate, you begin almost like hearing his voice in your head as you just think about the many lessons that he taught you You oh man i i could have done this and you're really just self-analyzing and self-critiquing and you don't have the luxuries of some of these other characters who have deities and and visions with a rogue it all comes down to you your self-discipline your self-refinement and you just sit On the edge of your bed, just thinking through every Twitch fiber reaction that you've done over the last two days. And you reflect, how can I sharpen this? And you grow to level two. Sean, how
0: do you level up? It's awesome. Well, DM, after I retreat to my room and I try to put my door back together, kind of disdainfully, I go about tidying up all the pieces of broken wood And you had said that the creature had tried to scratch its way inside, and I imagine there's scratches in the wall by the window frame. And I try to pick them up, and I almost chuckle as I try to put them back, and of course they don't stay. And I try to straighten out my bed, and then I imagine that for a second I just pause. And I just start to grip that blanket uh, as, as hard as I can, almost involuntarily. And my breath probably gets short as I realize I'm probably going to die out here. (laughs) And I set a knee on the bed as if I'm going to try to sleep. And I just realized that'll be impossible. So I sit on the bed for 10 minutes until I feel like everyone else is asleep. And then I try to find some kind of moss on the outside of the ship, on the top deck. Okay, we'll see, we'll see you find it. And I, if I can make a collection, I, I make a collection as big as I can, hopefully to fill two of my hands. And I would like to find a corner of the deck, and I look up at the sky, and I... I is there a moon? Is there stars? You said it was misty There's before? There's misty, but there is almost a full moon out. And I look at the moon, and I, I try to do something that I... No, I've been able to do before, but I haven't done in a while. Um, and I would like to try to turn into a squirrel. And if I succeed, I would like to curl up on a bed of moss
1: and sleep under the moon. You have so many emotions going through your mind. And I think part of the reason of you want to be a squirrel is the simplicity of a squirrel's mind. And you transform. And as you rest... You smell that moss, you feel surrounded by earth, and moss thrives on the decay of other things, and a part of you feels like you resonate with that feeling, where there's danger and and death all around you, but yet you will survive. And even in your squirrel form, you become a swole squirrel, (laughs) and you level up. (laughs) All right. Wow. It is the next day. It is maybe like nine in the morning. You all wake up at various points. Someone has been replaced at the night shift. You all get up on deck. You smell some sausages and uh, pickles and eggs being cooked. Very simple ration food. Milk. Sure, you get a little bit of like skim milk. Not the best, but it's for rations. You guys go to the deck and you see... Istrabel steering the ship. She's back in like her servant's uniform, but her cap's not on. Her hair's flowing low uh, or is flowing, and she is steering the ship, trying to look as casual as possible while uh, every uh, once in a while adjusting her coordinates.
5: Can DM, can I retcon something just a, a little for you? Sure. So, because Avon's the elf and he only needs the far asleep, he came up before. Okay. To go go and just sort of make sure that the ship is going straight. He does, he has no idea how to fly this thing. Okay. Or very, very little, but he still wants to like (laughs) hold the wheel and just sort of like try to keep us going in one direction.
1: Okay. We'll, we'll briefly play this out then. You're steering the ship. It's maybe like eight in the morning. You just begin to smell the, the sweet, lovely sense of food being cooked when you hear a yawn and some delicate footsteps behind you. (gasps) Morning, Haven. And you have turned, and it's Istrabel And she's just buttoning up the last of her overcoat um, part of the servant's uniform. And she says, do you want me to drive? It's almost breakfast
5: time. Uh, I say in a minute, but I feel like there's something missing because Shran has asked me, Shran, I, I want to know what happened to you when you were with Shran.
1: Oh, uh, she looks off put. Um, she looks like she instantly regrets coming up here. And you can tell instantly she <laughs> thought that maybe you would be her, like, safe haven amidst, amidst this very odd safe haven. <laughs> safe haven, yes. In the aftermath of last night. And she says, we went looking for that piece of Flodium and we found it. That's what really matters.
5: Insight check. Um, to see if she's telling you yeah, the whole sure, truth. Sure, yeah, insight. <laughs> I'll just make this a DC. Well, I roll the 19.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you see right wow. there. <laughs> she's definitely... Concealing some truths
5: And did something happen Which has made Tron never want you to ride with him <laughs> Anymore
1: And she kind of pales and then reddens And she says I used Some magic To help get the, the floatium in the net and She shrugs and she says For some reason When I used my magic on that floatium I felt this like Weird Kind of like shock go through my body and then the next thing I know, we're falling out of the sky. I can't explain it. I don't know if there's a correlation. All I know is that if I hadn't caught that flotium, we might be dead right now.
5: So I just, I just look at her like kind of like taking it all in. And a- Aven, even just says, like, did you tell this to Shron?
1: Well, I kind of fell out of the ship and lost consciousness. And then and he saved my life. But I think that my magic is totally safe. It's just when I use it on Floatium, something happens. I I think I'm honestly not a liability. I think that I I could be quite a good I, asset I, to this team. I, I,
5: try, I try to like pause her to stop and I'm like, I believe that you have the best intentions. I'm not the one you need to convince. And, and, and I, and I kind of motion for her to take the wheel to go and have some food.
1: And as you begin to walk to go down to the mess hall downstairs, she says, well, if I really had you convinced, you would have talked to Sean on my behalf. I'll see you later. (laughs) That
0: was so sick, but man, Uh, for those uh, listening uh, that you could not see, I did not know Oleg could roll his eyes so hard. I think he saw the back of his head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And if you're going to say something, she says, No, 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 right now. No, I don't want to (laughs) talk.
2: Não, 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 não. Yeah, no, just... no, 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 <laughs> I can't hear <A-A-A-A-Ails> you. Even's <laughs> gone down.
5: Even knows he's he's lost that argument. Now he's going downstairs to go and eat. Okay,
1: you guys all get down to the main table. You guys are all well rested. You feel great. You all kind of look at each other, and say, "Yo, level two? Yo, nice level two? Yo, we did it." We're all
3: flexing. you're
1: all looking great. And breakfast is brought down to you guys. Beethoven's actually at the mess hall with you guys. He joins you moments after and he looks much better.
5: Yeah. Does he he look level 2 or no?
1: Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stuck in NPC's uh, (laughs) uh, track and uh, he he sits down. He still puts his hands to his chest. But he definitely looks like he's got some of his swagger back and he just grabs a bunch of sausages and he begins to eat and he he says, good morning guys. Looks like the adventure's about to resume as usual, right? Beethoven, you look way better. You look so much better, mate. Thanks. Uh, All I had to do was get some rest, I guess. I'm glad to see you back, uh, ship shape. And then suddenly it looks like you guys are about to have some more awesome roleplay when suddenly... Uh, a trumpet or some kind of horn sound, whatever that was, rings out. You guys all instantly recognize it as, hey, we have reached our destination. We have reached our destination. We are are descending. You guys actually all, as you look around, you feel the gravity in the room begin to shift as the ship is beginning to be brought down onto land. The floating of the ship is now overpowered by the gravity of whatever skyland you're approaching and you begin to kind of feel that sway you all walk like the water and your glasses kind of adjust for a second and then it stabilizes again and we're just going to fast track to you guys have landed the ship nice you guys all get to the deck as the ship lands and as you get up onto the deck you see trees rising high above you tall towering pine trees and red oaks that go up 50 60 70 feet large trunks and you guys are landing in a clearing at least it looks like it ought to be a clearing but even this clearing has looks like it's relatively overgrown the atmosphere of this skyland is a little dim it is daytime but there's a thick amount of clouds mottled clouds surrounding this place. So pure sunlight doesn't really get through. It's bright, but there's no direct sunlight in this place. As you guys land, who who goes to begin their uh, making their way to the Artois Manor?
5: Avon will want to, but before he does, he turns to both Istrabel and Beethoven and says, you two are staying on the ship.
1: Istrabel, Istrabel uh, doesn't say uh, anything, uh, mm-hmm. but Beethoven says, what? But I'm feeling better now. You, you're going to need me to make introductions.
3: Makes a point. He does. As Gorin's drinking milk and eating.
5: Wait, are, is everybody in the mess no, hall? we're not. I guess we're up. You brought above. your milk to the top of the deck.
3: And my Yeah, my plate of food. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I I look at Beethoven and I say, let us scout first to see if there is a welcoming party. And if there is, we will come back and grab you.
3: Who are we here to
1: meet? <laughs> obviously, the Artois family. You know, Stella, he was a stand-up guy until they tried to kill me. And Anyways, um... But then besides that, um, you know his whole family should be here. You guys are supposed to chase down leads. You guys still gonna do that, right? Mm-hmm.
5: Of course we are.
0: Hey guys, I I know last night we had our, our rough patches, but I do think the whole reason why we felt like Beethoven why Beethoven ended up being here was because we need someone to introduce us. There's these people don't there's a possibility these guys don't even know that Stella was was uh was a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like Really, we have this letter from King Futescent and we're going to deliver. Hey, someone in your family's dead. I think Beethoven, maybe even Istra too, should come
1: well, with us. Well, naturally, I should get out of the most sanguine of all of us by a, by a long shot. It's settled. I'm going with you guys and I'll let someone else take the lead, <laughs> but I'll hang in the back and uh, you guys can keep me safe and I'll keep you guys safe. That's how it goes. Well, I,
0: I pause and I kind of uh, like half gesture to reach out to, you know, that gesture when you reach out to someone, but just to kind of let them know, like you're, th- you're addressing them. It's a pseudo gesture. But I make that to Aven. I say, I might not to rub you the wrong way. Like I, I want to hear your opinion on this. I just think like, this is, this is, this is the part we actually need him for, isn't it?
5: It's true. But Beethoven, you're, st- makes you're still he- recovering Beethoven. You should really stay here and get well before. Well, you can stand by me. I'll keep him safe.
1: I like that idea. I, I'm a top notch ranger and uh, a really good archer. so good shot. So. It's
3: settled. Stick with me.
1: All right. The five of you kind of let down the ramp. You guys all get out of the ship. Istrabel stays behind with the, the rest of the staff. And you guys begin hiking down this long, winding trail surrounded by trees and forest. And now that you're surrounded by these trees, a canopy kind of overcomes you and it's still daylight, but it is not as bright as, as if you're out on the hills. You walk through these trees and you come to another clearing where you see a rising set of gently rolling hills and perched on top of some of these hills. You are looking at the Artois Estate, except there's no smoke coming out of the chimney. There's no lights of torches coming out of the windows and as you approach you see that some of the windows are left open swinging in the light breeze the double doors one of them is open and you see a few crows settled on the top and you hear
5: an unsettling I look back over to uh, Beethoven and I say we may not need your introduction
3: doesn't seem like there's anybody here Uh,
5: and guys, get ready to enter Ooh. your
1: first down to the dice dungeon!
2: Uh, no. uh-huh. nice. Yes! Yeah. That's the
1: time, baby! Hey! This is Adam, and I want to say thanks again for listening to Down to the Dice. If you like what you hear, please do not forget to subscribe, leave a review in your podcast app, and tell a friend about the show too. And hey, if you really want to support us, there's a link to our Patreon in the show notes where you can hear bonus episodes, including the prologues for all of our characters, and some pre-scatter episodes too. Down to the Dice is brought to you by our editor, Francie, at Hello Francie Sound and Story. You can find him on Instagram for all your sound design and podcast editing needs. And fun fact, Francie is also the singer of our theme song. And if you like that, you should really check out his brand new artist project, Francie Planet, wherever you get your music. Finally, speaking of music, our show's tunes are composed by our very own Jake Joseph, who plays Shrondagoni, with some exceptions, whose credits can be found in the show notes, too. All right, that's all from me. Thanks again for listening to Down to the Dice. Let's roll that outro music.
2: We're gonna say-